Stream time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we had uh, a, a strange problem on audio. I had to pick a setting that I never used before to, to get us on the air. So, all right. All right, Mary, thank you. All right, so let's go into it. Isaiah chapter 17. Over to you, Dan. Okay. Um, I guess did they uh, they didn't hear any of the, the quick review that I did from last week. I don't no, guess. no. Uh, they only heard me. Uh, okay. The first segment. Okay. Well, all I said was <clears throat> chapter 14 was just a review of the, the warnings to Babylon, Assyria, and the Philistines. And then we had in chapters 15 and 16 that we covered last week was uh, a warning to Moab and that within three years, um, Moab would cease to exist. Uh-huh. And then you were going to make a comment about uh, people wonder why there's so many evil white people. Around. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, some people have speculated that uh, maybe it's the Moabites because the Moabites were uh, primarily white, right? They they did yeah. uh, join with the Canaanites and probably engaged in some race mixing, but they would resemble white people if they were around today. However, you know, it says uh, in the chapter we read that the Moabites would be totally wiped out or nearly totally wiped out. So yeah. th- that theory is, is probably false. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. So please continue. <clears throat> Okay, I will just get started in chapter 17, which is basically a continuation of of, a warning, and this time it's to uh, Damascus or Syria. Chapter 17, the burden of Damascus. Behold, Damascus is taken away from being a city, and it shall be a ruinous heap. The cities of Aror, which is actually a city that was in Judah, are forsaken. They shall be for flocks which shall lie down, and none shall make them afraid. The fortress also shall cease from Ephraim, and the kingdom from Damascus, and the remnant of Syria. They shall be as the glory of the children of Israel, saith Yahweh of hosts. And in that day it shall come to pass that the glory of Jacob shall be made thin, and the fatness of his flesh shall wax lean. And it shall be as when the harvestman gathers the corn and reaps the ears with his arm. And it shall be as he that gathers ears in the valley of Rephaim. In other other words, the whole land is going to look like a grain field after the harvesters have gathered the grain. It's going to be desolate, just like Mm -hmm. the fields of uh, Rephaim, which was a few miles southwest of Jerusalem. Yet gleaning grapes shall be left in it as the shaking of an olive tree two or three berries in the top of the uppermost bough, four or five in the outmost fruitful branches thereof, saith Yahweh, God of Israel. In other words, only a few of its people are, are going to be left, like mm-hmm. straight olives on a tree after the harvest. Right, right. Um, okay. Verse 7, are you going to say something? Yeah, well, uh, I was wondering whether it's going to be a total demolition like uh, Babylon, because uh, – Babylon was left as a total heap of ruins with no people living in it, right? And so mm-hmm. so that doesn't say that about Damascus because the city of Damascus is still inhabited today. All right, back to you. Verse 7. At that day shall a man look to his maker, and his eyes shall have respect to the holy run of Israel. And he shall not look to the altars, the work of his hands, neither shall respect that which his fingers have made either the groves or the images. So they're not going to be doing the um, 
grove worship. Right. The, okay. These pagan shrines that they had built. Yes. And he shall not look to the altars. <laughs> oh, sorry, that was verse eight. Verse nine. In that day shall his strong cities be as a forsaken bough and an uppermost branch, which they left because of the children of Israel, and there shall be desolation. <clears throat> because thou hast forgotten the God of thy salvation, and hast not been mindful of the rock of thy strength. Therefore shalt thou plant pleasant plants, and thou sh and shalt set it with strange slips. Uh, so... So it basically what it's saying is this strange slips. I'm guessing that's... Uh, a vine branch slip. Okay. Yeah. Twi twi uh, pruned as a twig. Mm -hmm. Okay, strange slips would be uh, uh, un uh, unnatural connection. <laughs> I don't know. That uh, uh, sounds like they're going to be a mixed people. Race mixed. That's yeah. what I was about to say. Yeah. Right. Strange <laughs> slips. Okay. And strange is Zur. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the correct interpretation. Uh, they've mixed with strangers. Because remember, Syria and Damascus was the capital of Syria many times. Is They're uh, a Shemitic people and Hebrew people. So, uh, and there were the uh, people from which the 12 tribes, uh, uh, 12 patriarchs got their wives from. Okay. So uh, now I can't do that anymore. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Um, verse 11. <clears throat> in that day shalt thou make thy plant to grow, and in the morning shalt thou make thy seed to flourish. But the harvest shall be a heap in the day of grief and of <laughs> desperate sorrow. Mm. Okay. Tough Woe times. To <laughs> I'm sorry? Tough times. Yeah. Conflict, conflict, conflict. Yeah, they're not going to get much of a harvest. No. Verse 12. Woe to the multitude of many people, which make a noise like the noise of the, of the seas, and to the rushing of nations, that make a rushing like the rushing of mighty waters. The nations shall rush like the rushing of many waters. But God, or Yahweh, shall rebuke them, and they shall flee afar, flee far off, and shall be chased as the chaff of the mountains before the wind, and like a rolling thing before the whirlwind. Refugees. Behold, refugees. How many times yeah. have we seen nations of people become refugees? It's a never-ending thing, never-ending saga. It appears to be, doesn't it? Yes. And behold, at evening tide trouble, and before the morning he is not. This is the portion of them that spoil us and the lot of them that rob us. No, not in other words, words, yeah, okay, yeah, go ahead. In the evening, stuff. Israel, wait. they're going to wait in terror, but by dawn its enemies are dead. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, if we're lucky. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, it's interesting. Now that I think about it, you, know, you see uh, history of uh, 
people moving is history of refugees, right? But yeah, I don't see where the Jews have ever been refugees. They they have uh, how should I put it? They they have been moved by other motivations, you know, like to uh, you know, like being thrown out of over a hundred countries. Yeah, right, uh, thrown out, but uh, they're, they're never totally impoverished. Like uh, our people, you know, ha- having yeah. nothing, absolutely nothing. They've always had the ability to gather their stuff and then move move on, okay? Because uh, uh, they've just been very kindly moved out. You know, get, get, go, leave, take what you got and leave, right? Whereas our people are always uh, scattered by war and have, mm-hmm. have absolutely nothing, very little, if anything, just the, the clothes on their back and, and what they can, uh, you know, put in a bag, Right. And they're, they're marching along with no food, no water, that sort of thing. So when our people get scattered, it's usually much worse than when the Jews get scattered. scattered. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So, and the, the lot of them that rob us. <laughs> well, obviously, the people who rob and spoil us do get judged. And uh, we're waiting for that last judgment. Okay. All right, chapter yeah, 18. Yeah. That's what's happened throughout history. Yahweh uses these people like the, the Assyrians and the Babylonians to punish us, and then he turns around and punishes them for punishing us. So mm-hmm. um, that's usually that's been the case. Yeah. And uh, as far as the Jews, uh, because the Jewish people in, in their ghettos throughout Europe, with the even in, in Poland, the, uh, the Jews were never a military power. They were never a military power. They were simply an economic and political power using the power of, Poland is a good example, of the Polish nobility to oppress the Polish people. So they've always had plenty of wealth. You know, the Jews have always had plenty of wealth. and But then when they get kicked out of a country, they were never uh, subject to extermination. What, what happened is the peasants rose up against the Jews because they realized the Jews were their oppressors. And uh, then, then the government was forced <laughs> forced to evict them. So they were never being chased out of the country by the people. They were they were invited to leave and they left. Okay, that's how it works for the Jews. Yeah, yeah I okay. think they're good. I think they're just good talkers. You know, they're they managed to worm their way into the All right. top positions, and you know, uh, yeah, it's good. Good brown nosers, I guess is a better word. Right. <laughs> well, if you've got time to gather your belongings and plan, you know, the place you want to escape to, that's much less trouble. I mean, it's much less uh, dangerous than if you're just, you know, having to be a refugee because of war. Right. Uh-huh. And I have to do research. That's an interesting topic because because they always come back. Right. They always come back. <laughs> right. And here we are for the last time. Okay. All right. Chapter 18. Chapter 18. And this is an oracle concerning Cush. Cush. Okay. Well, okay. Rivers of Ethiopia. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So this is probably the Nile. Beyond the rivers. But there's there's two Cush. In fact, there's three Cush. Cushes in scripture. There's the... Indian Kush, the Arabian Kush, and the African Kush. The Kushites are the children of Ham, 
where the children mm-hmm. of Ham settled. Okay, so you really have to now. This could be talking about all three, but it might be talking. Uh, so beyond the rivers of Ethiopia, go ahead and read through this. Uh, if we can't figure out which rivers are being talked about here, uh, I'll have to uh, go online and see if we can find a uh, you know a, a good uh, sort uh, you know explanation of this. But uh, go ahead, please continue. Woe to the land shadowing with wings, which is beyond the rivers of Ethiopia, that sends ambassadors by the sea, even in vessels of bulrushes upon the waters, saying, Go, ye swift messengers, to a nation scattered and peeled, to a people terrible from their beginning hitherto, a nation meted out and trodden down, whose land the rivers have spoiled. All ye inhabitants of the world and dwellers on the earth, see ye when he lifts up an ensign on the mountains, and when he blows a trumpet, hear ye. For so Yahweh said unto me, I will take my rest, and I will consider in my dwelling place like a clear heat upon herbs, and like a cloud of dew in the heat of harvest. For before the harvest, when the bud is perfect, and the sour grape is ripening in the flower. He shall both cut off the sprigs with pruning hooks and take away and cut down the branches. They shall be left together unto the fowls of the mountains and to the beasts of the earth, and the fowls shall summer upon them, and all the beasts of the earth shall winter upon them. In that time shall the present be brought unto Yahweh of hosts of a people scattered and peeled, and from a people terrible from their beginning hitherto, a nation meted out and trodden underfoot, whose land the rivers have spoiled, to the place of the name of Yahweh of hosts, the Mount Zion. Okay. And so, we need to go through these verses a little bit in more depth, yeah. more detail. Well, it's, uh, I, I think from reading this, now scattered is uh, Mashak, to draw, using a great variety of applications, including to sow, prolong, develop, march, uh, well, refugees again, <laughs> uh, remove, to delay, to be tall. So it has a wide variety of meanings. But the, the usual meaning is to, you know, scatter, you know, uh, be sent all over the place. And But peeled is marat, meaning obstinate. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, well, that describes a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so, but I really think this is talking about uh, the entirety of Kush, from the Indian Kush to the, through the Arabian Kush and the African Kush. That's where all these Hamites were. You know, remember Nimrod was in Babylon, and, uh, and uh, there's a lot of uh, Kushites in India and Kushites in Egypt. So, uh, you know, it's, I think it's talking about all oh, scattered. You know, they certainly were scattered, and it's certainly an obstinate people. So, you know, what are your thoughts there? Because uh, uh, yeah, know, that, yeah, that makes sense to me. I know okay. I've heard the theory that, and I don't, I don't believe this. That's talking about people of the United States, right? And that's definitely, I don't believe that at all. Oh, okay. Um, no, I, I, I think that's way out there. Right. Um, I mean, there's no yeah, no suggestion that these people are Israelites, you know, not, not in this context here. So, right. Yeah, yeah. 
But beyond the rivers of Ethiopia, I mean, if you only consider the Nile, it's, there's bulrushes in, uh, you know, in the Babylonian area, you know, be, uh, uh, Tigris and Euphrates, they have bulrushes. The uh, Nile has bulrushes. They got bulrushes up you know, in the rivers of India, especially at the at the lower elevations, right? So, uh, yeah, I don't think this is talking about Israelites at all. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, tell me. Yeah. Let's see for the Lord's sake. I want to look at one other verse. Uh, Meted out in the sense of stalwart. Uh, okay, so again, uh, the scattering and the meeting out. I, I think it's talking about Hamites here, who uh, you know were a, a huge nation, and uh, there's still Hamites in the world today, but uh, they're very difficult to trace. Very difficult to trace. You mean Although, Kushites, right? Yeah, Kushites. Yeah. Well, I mean, the yeah. Kushites were Hamites. Okay. Okay. So, so. But the Hamites were in these three places, and uh, the Cushites were a major branch of Ham, okay? And Mitzrayim is the uh, uh, you know, word for Egypt, and so, but there were Cushites below Egypt in Africa, okay? So it's hard to uh, really trace these, uh, you know, these people, but we're told primarily, by and large, where they were and probably still are to some extent, okay? You know? But, uh, yeah, the land of Kush, you can't just assume it's Africa, Arabia, or India. You have, I think in this case, it's uh, talking about all three. All three, yeah. That yeah. makes a lot more sense than, okay. than just one. Yeah. Yeah, so he's saying, what he's saying here is um, they're going to plan, a, verse 5 is talking about um, uh, before you begin planning your attack, your plans aren't going to go through and you're always going to cut that off. And, um, yeah, well, certainly the African Kush was pretty much, you know, wiped out India, probably not much left of the Indian Kush and the Arabian Kush, uh, that'd be harder to say because, uh, they would probably blend in with the Arabians and the Arabians are descended from, uh, Hagar. You know, they were actually Ishmaelites, who became dark, right? And so they probably would blend together pretty well. Okay, so there's probably Kushites <laughs> left in Arabia. All right. Yeah. So, th- so this basically, is, again, yeah. we just have a, a warning here to mm-hmm. these Kushites or Hamites. Right. That, that um, the final verse is saying that at the time, gifts will be bought f- to Yahweh from these people. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, sour grape is usually a reference to a mixed people, okay? So when the bud is perfect and the sour grape is ripening in the flower, he that is cush shall be both cut cut off the, so he'll, with pruning hooks. So the Cushites will be pruned, and that, that happened, uh, you know, all, all over the place wherever the Cushites lived. So uh, there's not much left of them as, well, they're certainly not existing as a individual people anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even Ethiopia, where was uh, they were living, and uh, what's that other country? Well, I think it's called Kush in Africa. There was a, a country called Kush. And uh, Moses, uh, as military commander of the Egyptian army, 
invaded Kush and took it over for a number of years, I think up to 40 years. And then he had to leave. And then uh, that's when the, uh, the the whole Israel saga started, you know, the 12 tribes having to, to leave Egypt. So, But he spent a lot of time in uh, the African Kush uh, as a leader of that country, okay? So, uh, but uh, there's nothing left to them anymore. There's no country called Kush anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, so uh, yeah, this is probably old old news, but you know it's biblical prophecy fulfilled. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Chapter, chapter nineteen. 19. Yeah. And this has to do with Egypt. Okay. The burden of Egypt. Behold, Yahweh rides upon a swift cloud, and shall come into Egypt, and the idols of Egypt shall be moved at his presence. And the heart of Egypt shall melt in the midst of it. And I will set the Egyptians against the Egyptians, and they uh-huh. shall fight everyone against his brother and everyone against his neighbor, city against city and kingdom against kingdom. And the spirit of Egypt shall fall, fail in the midst thereof, and I will destroy the counsel thereof, and they shall seek to the idols and to the charmers and to them that have familiar spirits uh, okay and to the wizard and this is proof that the modern egyptians are not the ancient egyptians who were white hamites they were white people yeah yeah there's hardly any white people in egypt today okay so well, all the ancient statues and all were all had well, white oh people. yeah the pharaohs mm-hmm. yeah yeah and, and the faces you know they have uh what do they call it? There's a, uh, there's a place in Egypt that has a row of uh, sphinxes, and they all and with faces of men and women, and they're all Aryan-looking faces, all of them. Yeah. Okay. But uh, you know, they only lasted so long, and toward the end of Egypt, uh, they actually had a black uh, rulership in Egypt, and uh, mm-hmm. I think the. Uh, the Greeks, the Greek pharaohs, replaced, displaced those blacks, and and then uh, you know it wasn't really Egypt anymore. Although they had white rulers, it was a Greek leadership, not not an Egyptian leadership. Okay, all right. And so many people make the mistake of saying, "Oh, well, look at all these the black rulers that they had." So they assume that yeah, it's uh, always black, it was like that. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got to know history. Just like they assume that every, because everyone in the Middle East now is is has darker skin, right? That it was always like, but that wasn't always the case. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even in Palestine, uh, I know in the forties, uh, looking at movies of the Palestinian people, there were a lot of blonde-haired, blue-eyed Palestinians because they were the remnant of the uh, ten northern tribes, right? Mm-hmm. But they have gradually left because of the a total persecution of the Palestinian people by the Jews. And this year, they didn't even have a Christmas celebration in Palestine because they're just leaving. Palestinian Christians are just leaving. You know, the the, uh, the Jews have you know, stepped up the persecution and killing of Palestine. That's what's going on in Gaza, is Jews oh, yeah. killing, killing Palestinians, not vice versa. Hamas is a joke. And Hamas was created by the Israelis to to blame stuff on and give them the excuse to invade, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, there aren't any Jews being killed in this war. It's all it's all Palestinians. Well, the Jews want to expand their 
what yes. they own, the land that they own over there is what they're right. doing. Right. Yeah. But uh, you know, BV is doing it against the will of many of the people of, of Israel, right? Many of the Jews. And there's demonstrations against BB, but we know, uh, you know, I've done several shows on this. Uh, they're trying to build a canal, uh, you know, from the Red Sea through Israel, uh, through Gaza, actually, to uh, so that they uh, have shipping lanes, uh, you know, double their shipping lanes, and they discovered natural gas off the coast of Gaza. So, you know, that's why they're doing this, and uh, you know, they're hoping to increase their political might. There's also one other thing. One other commodity I can't remember that the Jews are after. At the uh, oh, I think well, fresh water. Fresh water is a real uh, tough commodity, so uh, they, I think they've got some plan for that as well. But it's obvious that the uh, the Jews are getting more and more ruthless as time goes on, and the world is turning against them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. Verse four. And the Egyptians will I give over into the hand of a cruel lord, speaking mm. of Assyria. Right. And a fierce king shall rule over them, saith the Lord Yahweh of hosts. That might even the be po- the uh, that might even be the Greeks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it might be the Greeks. Uh, okay. That was verse four. Yep. To verse a, five. A, a cruel. Okay. And the waters shall fail from the sea, and the rivers, the river shall be, speaking of the Nile, shall be wasted and dried up. Okay. And they shall turn the rivers far away, and the brooks of defense shall be emptied and dried up. The reeds and flags shall wither. In other words, everything's going to dry up. Right. The paper reads by the brooks, by the mouth of the brooks, and everything stoned by the brooks shall wither, be driven away, and be no more. In other words, everything, all the greenery along the riverbank and the crops Mm -hmm. all along the the Nile are going to dry up. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, uh, there must have been a real uh, shortage of water in the Nile, and that uh, that can only be caused by lack of rain upstream. You know, uh, uh, toward the south in Africa, uh, what is it? is it like a thousand miles long or more, right? So uh, mm-hmm. if the, that area is lacking rain, then uh, the annual flooding of the Nile will cease until the rain starts up again. So that's probably happened a few times in history. Sure. Yeah. The fishers also shall mourn, and all they that cast angle into the brook shall lament. And they that spread nets upon the waters shall languish. Languish. In other words, the fishermen are going to mourn and lament because there's not going to be any fish right. to catch. Exactly. So it can be tough times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No harvest. No fish. Where do we go for food? Moreover, they that work in fine flax and they that weave networks shall be confounded. So there's not going to be any thread for the weavers or right. any flax or yeah. linen for the harvesters. And of course, that uh, we're talking about papyrus, so there won't be any, uh, you know, paper. <laughs> there won't be any paper making yeah. for a while. Okay. And they shall be broken in the purposes thereof. All that make sluices and ponds for fish. So the workers in cloth and all the hired workers are going to be in sad shape. 
Right. Now, when this prophecy was issued, the Hamites were primarily white. The Mitzrayim. They were Mm -hmm. primarily white. So this is talking about, you know, the, the end of the white rule, Aryan rule over Egypt through drought. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then, uh, you know, who knows what moved in. There really weren't that many blacks in this area because the uh, Egyptians were at war against against the blacks. Uh, what was the term? What's the term used for blacks in those uh, in those areas? I forget now. Anyway. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, Nubians. Black. Nubians. They were Nubians. Oh. Okay? Yeah, that was yeah. a term used for blacks. And so... Uh, but even there, why the Nubians would not move in when there's drought, you know, this would have right. taken uh, place uh, over a very long period of time. Okay. All right. Back to you. I had read that any black blacks that were in, in that tried to come into Egypt were actually shot or killed. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 They, yeah. And they, they, they couldn't muster an army against the Egyptian army. Right. Oh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, verse, yeah. Um, verse 11. Surely the princes of Zoan are fools. And Zoan was a city in Egypt. Uh-huh. The council of the wise counselors of Pharaoh is become brutish. How say ye unto Pharaoh, I am the son of the wise, the son of ancient kings? So how can you say to Pharaoh, I'm one of the wise men or a right. disciple of the ancient kings? Where are they? Where are thy wise men? And let them tell thee now, and let them know what Yahweh of hosts has purposed upon Egypt. In other words, Yahweh's planning all of this yeah. upon Egypt. So where right. are your, all your wise men to, yeah. to uh, right. make yeah, known well, what he has planned? Yeah, it will no longer be ruled over by Mitzrayim, the descendants of Ham. Now, that's obviously what happened. Yeah, okay. The princes of Zoan are become fools. The princes of Noph are deceived. Noph is also was actually the capital of Egypt or okay. Memphis. And that's where oh, okay. we get the name Memphis, Tennessee from. Is yeah, Noph. Okay. Yeah. They also have seduced Egypt, even they that are the state of the tribes thereof. So these leaders of Egypt have really ruined Egypt. Is what, yeah. what he's saying here. Which is pretty typical of a lot of white leaders. <laughs> right? Yeah. You, yeah. So the progression of nations, birth, growth, uh, d- d- what do you call it, d- decline and death, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. And the, always, I always go back to that, the chance that our ancestors were given to have Yahweh rule over us and they wanted a man king. Right. Back in Samuel, you know, and Yahweh warned about all of this, about all these bad kings we were going to have. And, of course, we didn't listen. Yep. So that's where we are. Yeah. Verse 14. Yahweh has mingled a perverse spirit in the midst thereof, and they have caused Egypt to err in every work thereof, as a drunken man staggers in his vomit. Neither shall there be any work for Egypt, which the head or tail, branch or rush may do. So there's nothing Egypt can do about it. This is all pre-planned. Yep. It's going to happen. Yahweh's in yeah. charge. Verse 16, in that day, Egypt shall be like unto women 
and it shall be afraid to fear because of the shaking of the hand of Yahweh of hosts, which he shakes over it. And the land of Judah shall be a terror unto Egypt. Everyone that makes mention thereof shall be afraid in himself because of the counsel of Yahweh of hosts, which he has determined against it. So whenever Judah is mentioned, Egypt will tremble over what Yahweh has planned over mm-hmm. against it. Right. Verse 18, in that day shall five cities in the land of Egypt speak the, land of, speak the language of Canaan and swear to Yahweh of hosts. One shall be called the city of destruction. So they're even going to speak Hebrew in the land, the language, yeah, or, which is the language a version of, of it. Yeah, a version of it. Yeah, Canaan. Version of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, verse nineteen: In that day, shall there be an altar to Yahweh in the midst of the land of Egypt, and a pillar at the border thereof to Yahweh. And it shall be for a sign and a witness unto Yahweh of hosts in the land of Egypt. For they shall cry unto Yahweh because of the oppressors. And he shall send them a savior and a great one. And he shall deliver them. So, let's see. Okay, uh, verse 21. And Yahweh shall be known to Egypt. And the Egyptians shall know Yahweh in that day. And shall do sacrifice and oblation. Yea, they shall vow a vow unto Yahweh and perform it. And Yahweh shall smite Egypt. He shall (laughs) smite and heal it. And they shall return even to Yahweh. And he shall be entreated of them and shall heal them. Okay, so we're talking, we're still talking about ancient history then. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, we're still talking about ancient history. Okay. But I don't, I can't recall a time when. Egypt ever recovered after you know the the uh, departure of the Israelites? Uh, oh, well, maybe. Uh, oh, maybe it is talking about the uh, Greek, the Greek period. You know, I which, think this is during the. Assyri- I think it's talking about the Assyrian invasion here. Okay. Because we're going to hit that right in this verse twenty-three. Right. Okay. In that day, there shall be a highway out of Egypt to Assyria. And the Assyrian shall come into Egypt, uh-huh. and the Egyptian oh, okay. into Assyria, and the Egyptians shall serve with the Assyrians. Okay. Sir. All right. So there was a point in time where, so we're still talking about Hamites here and uh, making a league with the Assyrians. And they also had, uh, maybe later, this is how the Hamites of Egypt made a league with the Hittites because there were. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a Hittite union between Egypt and uh, and they had, uh, I think, one of the pharaohs married a Hittite woman. And I think that was the uh, pharaoh of the oppression uh, of Israel. But, yeah, this is uh, this is really difficult history to uh, sort out. <laughs> OK, yeah. yeah, but that's what it's talking about. OK, very good. Verse 24. In that day shall Israel be the third with Egypt and with Assyria, even a blessing in the midst of the land. Hmm. Okay. So, wow. Yeah. Um, whom the Lord, whom Yahweh of hosts shall, shall bless, saying, Blessed be Egypt, my people, and Assyria, the work of my hands, 
and Israel mine inheritance. Okay. Yeah, this is uh, it's pretty much uh, obscure as to what historical period this is. Uh, maybe during the week I'll have a chance to look this up. So I'm sure some theologian has done work on this. And uh, but uh, this is after uh, this is after Israel, you know, came out of Egypt. So I'm not sure what period of time this was. Okay, when uh, a league was made between Egypt and Assyria and Israel, when did that happen? Okay. So, is it uh, really a league, or is it just that all of them are going to? There's going to just be peace, uh, like temporary maybe, peace. Yeah, yeah, because they're all so weak that they can't do anything right, right. against each other. Right. That's a possible interpretation here. Yeah. Okay. I don't Very. think it's necessarily a league or a, or a, anything okay. like that. I think they're just all so worn out. Yeah. <laughs> and, right. From from fighting, <laughs> they got to catch yeah. their breath. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Very good. Yeah. I I, I think uh, yeah. This is really obscure. You know, I, I can't imagine a Judeo-Christian theologian really having any interest <laughs> in sorting all this out, right? But it's that's tough. why we're, yeah. yeah, it's tough. We're going to try to, yeah, so maybe I, I can find a, an article on this, um, uh, what time, what period of history this actually, when this took place, all right? Okay. I'm going to look it up, too. I'm, yeah. I want to, yeah. too, so. Yeah, okay, Dan. All right, we're 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 just about there. So, folks, thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition. And since I had to reboot, I don't have the music handy, but uh, there's no point with only less than two minutes left. No point to uh, you know dig into the next chapter. So we'll start on chapter 20 of Isaiah next week. Okay, folks, take care. Sounds good. Uh, good job. I think we pretty much figured out what, what's going on here, but it would be nice to have a confirmation you know, from other sources. All right? Right. Okay, okay yeah. Dan, take care. Yahweh bless. Yahweh bless. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye, everybody. Take care. Praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition. Bye-bye.